Welcome to this edition of the God is Your Life broadcast. This is Reverend Mark Slay inviting you to join me for the next few minutes as we get into the Word of God. Deuteronomy 30:20 tells us to love the Lord your God, obey His voice, and to hold tight to Him. For this is your life. I'll be back in a few minutes, but for now, let's listen as I teach from the Word. But Jesus just happened to, and there's others you could see from that too, but Jesus is just happening to point out that, do you know that just because you guys could quote a scripture doesn't mean you know a scripture? So he says, when the crowd heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Well, see, Jesus not only amazed people with his miracles of healing, but he also amazed people with his teaching. So what can we see from that? Well, notice it said there that what God said, look at what God said to you, now, we could add to that by Moses. What God said to you by Moses, because Moses was the author of the book of Exodus. Evidently, Jesus not only believed Moses was a historical figure, but also believed that Moses could accurately record the words of Almighty God, and in fact did accurately record the words of Almighty God. That scripture is just one place. We've looked at others as well. I won't go back into all those scriptures that we looked at last time, but I do want you to go to John chapter 10 because Jesus, again, was confronted by the religious people and others at that day, and he, they constantly were trying to, to get at him for one reason or another. They were jealous of him. Or, people don't like to think, and I know you know this, but people do not like to think that you are any better than they are. It absolutely repulses some people to think that someone else might consider themselves or be better than them. And that's where you come up with jealousy and envy and why people try to destroy people is because they just are jealous and because they want the affection or they want the attention. And there's, that happened to Jesus more than you or I could even relate to. But here in this uh, 26th verse of that 10th chapter of John's gospel, Jesus begins to speak to the crowds there. I'll start with the 25th verse. Jesus answered and said, their question, by the way, was, if you're the Christ, tell us plainly. If you're the Messiah, then tell us plainly. And he said, I told you, and you don't believe. Of the works that I do, my Father's name, these testify of me. See, Jesus always alluded to his being the Messiah. He would say things like, we read last time, before Abraham was born, I am. Well, now, he didn't just come right out and say, I'm the Messiah, and I'm God in the flesh, but by saying to them, before Abraham was born, I am, he was telling them, remember how God identified himself to Moses? I am, the great I am. When Moses said, Lord, when I go to release the captive children of Israel, who should I tell them sent me? He said, tell them I am sent you. So when Jesus said, before Abraham was born, I am, he was telling them, but he was constantly through his ministry alluding to the fact of his deity. We looked at that last time. We won't look at that again. But so that's why he told them, I told you. See, but they wanted him to come right out and say it. Now, listen, not because they were going to believe. Because then when he did finally say it, when he was put on trial before Caiaphas the high priest and Anus the high priest, he did say it. And what did they say? What further need do we have of witnesses? You heard the blasphemy yourself. What do you say? Crucify him. See, they weren't really interested. They were information seekers. They were actually trying to trap him. They were not interested in being believers. 
They were trying to see where they could catch him. Here's no difference. They just wanted him to say it plainly so they could get him. But he was too shrewd for them. He'd say other things that alluded to it. And if they really wanted to believe it, they could have and should have. And Jesus answered and said, I told you, and you don't believe. The works that I do in my Father's name, they testify of me. But you don't believe because you're not of my sheep. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give eternal life to them, and they will never perish. And no one will snatch them out of my hand. My Father who has given them to me is greater than all, and nobody is able to snatch them out of my Father's hand. Now look, I and the Father are one. Well, he didn't come right out and say he was the Messiah, but look what he just said. I and the Father are one. The Jews picked up stones again to stone him, see? You can see how much they were eager to be believers. You see? Don't believe every question somebody asks you is innocent. Sometimes it's all a trap. When the news media, when they would, very often they want to do an article on a certain ministry, they will go around and ask the congregation as if they're really interested, just trying to catch them in something they'll say. That could be incriminating to the ministry. Like, for instance, somebody would say, oh, I just love that minister. I would do anything for them. And they think, oh, a cult. See, you meant it in innocence. They're thinking it as a trap. You get what I'm saying? Be careful of that. Know why. Well, first of all, know who's asking you a question. And then second of all, know why they're asking it. Jesus was careful of it. You can learn that trait from him and see that. So they picked up stones, and they were going to stone him. And Jesus answered and said, I showed you many good works from the Father. Which one are you stoning me for? And the Jews answered and said, For a good work we don't stone you, but for blasphemy. And because you, being a man, make yourself out to be God. See, they couldn't conceive God being flesh. Couldn't conceive it, didn't believe it, wouldn't believe that God would put on flesh. But he did. Jesus answered and said, Has it not been written in your own law? I said that ye, speaking to God's people, are gods. Well, if he called them gods to whom the word of God came and the scripture cannot be broken, do you say of him whom the Father sanctified and sent into the world, you're blaspheming because I said I am the Son of God? If I don't do the works of my Father, then don't believe me. But if I do them, Though you don't believe me, believe, believe the works so that you might know and understand that the Father is in me and I in the Father. Therefore, they were seeking again to seize him and he eluded their grasp and he went away again beyond the Jordan to the place where John was baptizing. Now, notice a couple of things here. First of all, let me say to you that God considers you in his own image and in his own likeness. When God created us, he never created us to be defeated in failures. It was Satan who gained access into the world that made rugs of human beings through deception. God never intended human beings to be impoverished, to be without, to be sick in any way, shape, or form. All you have to do is go back to the Garden of Eden and see how things were in the original creation. But then when man sinned, it was Satan who gained access into the world and he began to deceive human beings. We just go, that's the third chapter of, of Genesis that Satan entered into the earth. The fourth chapter, I believe it is, that Cain slew Abel. Didn't take him long to get busy. You see, anytime he can find a listening ear and a weakened heart, he'll accept it and he'll use it. Don't give him that opportunity. 
But in any case, Jesus, it never intended for us to be rugs. Never intended us to be beaten down by the devil. But he does through deceptions. Sometimes it's not even the fault of your own. Perhaps maybe, you know, people entered into ignorantly a marriage or something and then, you know, they were done wrong. And, you know, of course, yes, there is a measure of fault there ourselves sometimes. But sometimes people just decide to go off into sin and do wrong. And if they do, they do. Others get hurt in the process. But it's still the work of Satan. But God never intended that. You could see that there. Jesus said in verse 34 again, he said, Has it not been written in your own law? I said that ye are God's. And if he, that is God the Father, called them gods, to whom the word of God came, now look what he said, and the scripture cannot be broken. Cannot be broken. You know, if you could only get some of these people, some of these newscasters, to just read that one verse, they wouldn't be so ignorant. The scriptures cannot be broken. In other words, Jesus put it this way. He said, heaven and earth will pass away before every single word in this book is passed. Every single word is going to be fulfilled. Every, he put it this way, jot and tittle. A jot and tittles were just little marks on the end of letters, much like a, on the, a serif on the end of a, maybe a, a Y if somebody would do that or, or a W at the top. Just different serif, that's just little bitty minute details in the written word. He said every bit of it will come to pass exactly the way God said. The scriptures cannot be broken cannot be broken well does that mean you couldn't go out and break the scripture that's not what he means he means as far as God's end of the deal as far as God upholding his word it could never be broken and he said ye are God's and he said so why would you make a big deal because I said I'm the son of God the one that he sent into the world from up in heaven so you can see from that verse, and we don't have time to look at all of them. I could give you a number of them. We looked at a number of those last time. And if you didn't hear last week's message, then this may not have the same significance to you as it does those that got to hear the benefit of hearing last week's message. But you can still see the point. I only want to stop at a few places in the New Testament and show you that over and over and over, Jesus himself said that this book was completely reliable as to the Word of God, fully trustworthy could be trusted completely. So, I want to show you, and I've said that I would do this sometime. I want to go back, because you realize that in the days of Jesus, there was, the, there was the Old Testament only. The New Testament didn't even begin to be written until some of the apostles began to write it. You've got Matthew, who was one of his 12 apostles, who wrote that book after his name. Luke, who was a doctor at that time, a medical doctor that followed the ministry of Paul closely. And then you had John, who was one of the 12 apostles as well, that wrote his gospel. These were all written by men, but are completely reliable because all scripture, if it is really true scripture, is inspired by God. It's, it's him prompting him, as Peter said it this way. Peter said they were born along as the Spirit gave them to write. Some people think that's not possible, but it is possible. God could actually lead you in the, in the writing of a letter, in the writing of anything, so that you would answer it in wisdom. You'd answer it according to the way the Spirit of God would write it. But in any case, I want to show you, because I told you that Jesus, this whole Old Testament, though it was all they had, you can see Jesus and God's plan over and over and over in the Old Testament. And the Father was trying to tell people from the very beginning that, number one, he was not the only one in the, in the Godhead, that the Godhead is plural. Actually, if you want to go back to Genesis, the book of Genesis, go to the first chapter, I want to just point out one thing. The book of Genesis begins with a very interesting statement. 
Somebody said, well, you know, and these, these are the foolish critics. You can't, you can't help but to get tickled at them. They say, well, you know, it says in the book of Genesis how the world was created. Well, how would we know we weren't there? Well, did you ever stop to think for one second that if it was the Holy Spirit and God himself inspiring the writing, that he would know what happened? You know, Moses went up on the mountain, and we, we know it is receiving the Ten Commandments. But do you know that wasn't all that Moses received in those conversations with the Father? How would Moses know about Adam and Eve? How would Moses know how the, the creation had taken place? Do you know what happened? The Father told him exactly how it took place. So Moses writes in the beginning, he says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. Well, that word God there is Elohim in the Hebrew. It is plural, leaving open the concept of the Trinity. Just to trust His cleansing blood Just in simple I hope you enjoyed today's message. The title of the message is Is the Bible Really the Words of God? If you'd like a copy, you can look us up on the web at mrcstl.org or markslay.org That's M-A-R-K-S-L-A-Y Or you can call our office at 314-965-8488, 314-965-8488. Until next time, this is Reverend Mark Slay reminding you that God is your life.